RadioInfluence.com. The future is now. You are in the trenches with former Buccaneers offensive lineman Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. Hello, everybody. This is Ian Beckles, and welcome back to In the Trenches. Uh, There's been a couple of failures happen here as of late. Uh, The beloved AAF failed and is gone. Um, I never thought it had a chance to begin with. Uh, There was money that was thrown back into it in the middle of the seasons, tens of millions of dollars, and I guess the final word was uh, the players got left on their away trips and the teams that even pay for their flights home. So uh doesn't say much what's about to happen with the XFL. I know that uh, Vince McMahon is involved with it, so it's going to be a little bit different as far as money goes. But, you know, the product itself is going to be the same. You're gonna, when you're watching a football game and you don't know anybody on the other side, it just, it's like watching CFL football, okay? It has, there has to be something different to it. If it's the same product as the AAF was, and it's just lesser football, and just lesser football players playing lesser football, and that's it. There's nothing more. The XFL is going to be the same thing. You can put as much pageantry and all that shit as you want. At the bottom line, when you cross the line, it's going to be football. So I really don't see it succeeding. Uh, I hope it does. It'd be nice to have a little extra football in the off season. We have a team here in Tampa. We don't know the team, the name of it yet, but I hope it. I hope it succeeds. I'm trying to get me a little broadcasting job in there, anyways. If you know what I'm trying to say. But um, it was funny in the NFL. The NFL seems to it's it's a cyclical thing in ways, but some teams seem to do it the right way. You know, things are starting to change a little bit. There's dysfunction in Green Bay, and there's also dysfunction in Pittsburgh. Now, you just don't hear that very often. And Aaron Rodgers, who is one of the better talents in the NFL, I don't know how good of a person he is. Because on the way out, I don't know if you should be bashing your coach about getting massages and stuff like that when you weren't bashing him while he was there. It doesn't help anybody to bash anybody on the way out. That's me. Listen, I left I left the Tampa Bay area before. There was a couple coaches that I didn't feel too strongly about. I shut my mouth. It's, it's just not necessary. And it seems like Green Bay's in shambles. It seems like the Steelers are in shambles. Everybody's talking bad about each other. People are talking bad about Ben Roethlisberger. Juju's talking bad about everything. Everybody's talking bad about everybody on the way out. And it just, it just looks bad. And I'm telling you what, it's not conducive to winning. We, we live here in the Tampa Bay area, so we're used to all that shenanigans and tomfoolery. That's common for us, but it's not common in the winning organizations. Um, so we'll see how that affects those teams. I don't think either one of those teams is going to be successful this year. There's just too much change, and like I said, too much crap going on behind closed doors. But we really care. We really care about what's happening here in the Tampa Bay area. The drafts run around the corner. No, I, I have a lot of discussions about the Buccaneers throughout the week uh, because of what I do, because of what I did. So a lot of people want my opinion, and. It's funny that the Buccaneer, the average Buccaneer fan has adopted like this uber loser mentality. I mean, loser. Because 
for a Buccaneer fan to look me in my face with a straight face and tell me we weren't too far from making the playoffs last year. And I look at him, I said, well, what, what were you watching exactly? Well, you know, if we made a couple more kicks and is that what you saw? Like, it's all about just a couple more kicks for you guys. That's what you saw between being 5-11 two years in a row and making the playoffs. Is that what you saw? Because I didn't see that. I didn't see a team last year that was anywhere close to making the playoffs. And listen, you can't listen to all the prognosticators and all those kind of things like that, but you have to look at reality. You know, when, when I before I do this podcast, I pull up a bunch of statistics and I read up some, what some people are saying. Some people are talking about their opinion and other things is reality. Now, Sports Illustrated came out and they were ranking the NFL's team's running back situation. Now, I don't know how... You know who's ranking. It doesn't matter to me, but when the Bucks are ranked 31st in the running back situation, okay. Once again, it's one person ranking, not a big deal. But the reality of it is, Peyton Barber led this team last year with 871 rushing yards. Now, a thousand yards has always been that big number. Would rush for a thousand yards. I mean, if you if you rush for 50 yards a game. That equates to 850 yards at the end of the year, or 800 yards at the end of the year. That's not a lot of yards. 871 yards in that year, five touchdowns. And then we had the great Ronald Jones, who was going to be transformed into next Walter Payton. And uh, he had 44 uh, carries for 23 yards. You guys do the math if you want. It's not good math. 44 carries for 23 yards. If you have some talent and something gives you the ball 44 times, you have to figure out a way to get more than 23 yards, period. Sean Wilson at 29 yards. I don't even know who that is. And Jacquees Rogers, who's gone in free agency, at 106 yards. So as far as a running back situation, we're worse than we were at the end of last year because we have the same players minus a couple. And by the way, the offensive line is exactly the same. So when you talk about this team and where it's going and its potential, and for somebody to say we weren't far, and listen, statistics lie and they don't lie. They do, They lie and they don't lie, all right? Offensively, we were 12th in, in the NFL. 12th. Is that lying or not lying? I'm going to let you guys know. It's lying. 12th is a lying statistic. When you're number one in passing and 29th in rushing, that means you were a terrible offense. That's what it means. If you can't run the ball and you're passing the ball all game long, first of all, you make a lot of mistakes, okay? Um, you put yourself in a lot of tough situations. The Bucks could never run the ball when it was necessary. We saw it. We were down in a bunch of games, 30 to 7 at halftime. That's why we had to come out and pass the ball. But 12th in offense, 29th in rushing is, 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 is very deceiving. Once again, when you're five and eleven, defensively, thirty-first, not so deceiving. That's true. Okay, when when you're giving when you're twenty-fourth against the rush and twenty-sixth against the pass, you suck. Period. Just and twenty-seventh in yards. We just didn't stop anybody last year, especially when it was a crucial time of the game. Nobody stepped up to make a stop. So this Buccaneer team. 
who offensively did some good things last year in the air and nothing on the ground didn't get better. It got worse. We lost Adam Humphreys, all right? We lost to Sean Jackson. Whether you liked him or not, he made our team better. He was a starting wide receiver. Adam Humphreys was one of, was Jameis's go-to guy. Now, all of a sudden, you got to pencil some other people in there that maybe Jameis is not quite as comfortable with, and we'll see how that goes. Offensively, we didn't get better. Defensively, we didn't get better either. Right away, I hear people say, well, we're going to go out and get Devin White in the draft. Okay, he's not Quan Alexander. Not right away. Maybe one day. But we haven't got better. We've, we've lost some other defensive linemen. Um, where did we get better? Then they're talking about switching from a 4-3 to a 3-4, which the Bucks haven't played since the early 90s. You think that's an easy transformation? So as a Bucks fan, do I want this team to you know, hit, hit the switch and become great all of a sudden? Yes. Is it going to happen? No, absolutely not. Not with all this transformation and change and you know uncertainty. The draft is great, but man, that's not how you get better. Last week, I asked a question whether the Buccaneers are better with or without Jerry McCoy, even in the past. And uh, this guy here, Ralph at BuccaneerObserver.com, who is uh, very thorough, came up with a bunch of different statistics. And I don't want to sit here and break them down all scientific with you. Uh, but long and short of it, uh, there was an 8% advantage when Gerald McCoy played in the game. 8% winning-wise. So between 2010 and 2018, they won 37% of the time, and they lost 29% of the time. There's not a lot of winning happening, unfortunately. In 2011, it was a crazy year. They actually won more when Gerald missed the, uh, the games. And in 2015 and 2018, they actually won more without Gerald McCoy. So... What I'm saying is, in the last four years, Gerald McCoy hasn't been a difference maker. I've been somebody who has been tough on him. I, I believe the only one, initially. There's a couple people that are piling on now, way, way after the fact. And then since I brought this up eight years ago, it hasn't changed one, one iota, not one lick. And he's still here. He's still making a lot of money. And uh, if there's, if you're a Buccaneer fan, don't think there's something else we can do with $13 million. When you see that with or without him, we're good or it doesn't matter, then, I mean, you're crazy. $13 million, you get three or four good players for that. Or you can get Gerald McCoy, who's going to have six sacks and 30 tackles. And if that, in your world, if that's worth $13 million, then it's going to be tough for you to be a GM. But I, I thoroughly appreciate this, uh, Ralph. This was well done. I know I don't have the uh, time or patience to do any of that. That is for sure. And we also had uh, Brent Walters text basically thinking, um, you know, just talking about Gerald McCoy and how we should trade him and Cameron Brait to the 49ers. And it's just not that easy. $13 million is a lot of money, people. It's a lot of money. There's no if They know you're going to cut them. And eventually you cut him. You might get him for half of that. Dominican Sue is still out there. Okay? Dominican Sue is a better football player than Gerald McCoy. We've, that's been debated through the years. You can debate all you want. Just go look at the numbers. Then the numbers are better. And the results are better. We never got any results. Not one time. From a, you know, from a high pick like that. Not, no results. No wins. No banners. No accolades. No good defenses, no numbers. So 
when it's all said and done, you guys can go ahead and anoint him whatever you want. But I'm a number guy, okay? A number and results. There's got to be one of the two. Now, the draft's around the corner, and while everybody's talking about Kyler Murray and and, uh, and Haskins and all those other names, I think the Buccaneers are worried about what's happening in the trenches. Um, you know, I'm still a proponent proponent of drafting, of falling down in the draft. There's so many defensive linemen in this draft, and there's a couple offensive linemen that would be nice as well, that I just don't see one player being all that appealing that the Buccaneers would stay at a number five pick. I just, I would rather, I would rather them go down. There's a whole lot of, uh, you know, there was some mock drafts talking about Montez Sweat as their pick, and there's other ones saying showing him down as low as 12 and 15. So you may mess around and trade down and still get the same football player that you would have gotten, you know, when you're up there at number five. So I, 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 I personally believe that Bruce Arians. Understands that he's not a football player away from any anything. I haven't watched film, uh, you know, as tightly as those guys have. Maybe there's one guy on that draft board that really they think that's going to change their world. But I, I just I don't see that. You, you hear the rumors that I'm changing from a four three to a three four. You know, other than other than you know V to V and massive, I really don't see the the rest of our defense by JPP. I really don't see the rest of this defense really conforming to a 3-4 defense. It's, you know, they're talking about being aggressive. Um, maybe they're, they're just talking about nickel defenses and different ways to bring some blitz packages. That's okay. But to switch from a 4-3 to 3-4 defense, that is a whole different bird. That is for sure. Anyways, I appreciate you guys listening in. Uh, I'm normally on uh, 620 WDAE and 95.3 every day, Monday through Friday, 3-7. to 7. Uh, I got a few days off this week because of Rays baseball, so this is going to be all the football talk you're going to get this week. Uh, next week, we'll be back, and uh, we'll be back on 620 on Thursday uh, with Ron Diaz, uh, spitting knowledge as we normally do. We've got a bunch of other podcasts, if you guys want to listen to those, but I appreciate you guys listening in. Ian Beckles at RadioInfluence.com if anybody ever wants to email me. And uh, once again, football never stops, and uh, Buccaneer football never stops. So I appreciate you guys listening. Have a wonderful week, and stay out of trouble. Peace out. You have been in the trenches with Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. Radio Influence Tampa Bay is always interested in adding new podcasts that are focused solely on the Tampa Bay area. If you have an existing podcast that fits the bill or have an idea that you want to bring to life, email us at contact at radioinfluence.com. Radio Influence and Radio Influence Tampa Bay. The future is now.